Colleagues, welcome back to the office and to our podcast and presentation for today. My name is Steve Yoss. Welcome to my office. This is Everything Microsoft Teams Tips and Tricks for Collaboration Part 2. In this series, we are looking at Microsoft Teams, the linchpin communication app from Microsoft that can be the jack of all trades when it comes to your organization being able to communicate and collaborate with each other. In this second episode, we're going to pick up where we left off looking at some of the major features and functions of the Teams section of Teams. I know it's a little confusing. You got Teams, the application, and then you've got Teams, the functionality within it. But that incredible functionality really kind of allows our organizations to be able to collaborate and communicate and co-author documents together really effectively. So we're going to continue our discussion there, looking at how that Teams functions works, as well as uh, uh, how collaboration of documents uh, works as well. We'll take a look at uh, some of the really kind of cool collaborative features inside of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and more. We're also going to take a look at the meetings and video calling functionality in terms of being able to communicate and be able to instantly screen share and video chat with our team members uh, all within the application. Now, beyond that, we're also going to take a look at some of the hidden features of Teams. I'm going to show you some of my favorite tips and tricks with respect to utilizing this incredible tool in how it functions. Um, some things such as setting your autoresponders, how to use presence detections, uh, changing some of the visual appearance, slash commands, and more. Uh, hopefully giving you some insight on how I leverage this incredible tool. Now, we're going to have an episode three where we're going to go through and look at some of the incredible third-party tools that have been added onto Teams from third-party developers that you might want to add on. But you'll have to stay tuned for episode three, which will be coming out soon. All that and more in our podcast for today. Now, if you've ever attended a class with me before, thank you and welcome. Again, my name is Steve Yass, an instructor and presenter for K2 as well as CPE Today. And uh, my life and experience is split right down the middle. I spent about half my life teaching and writing on technology and attending and presenting classes such as this. And I spent about half my life actually developing technology and building tools and services for other people through my work at DevMatics. So if you have any questions on technology, feel free to reach out. I'd be more than happy to address them and hopefully put you in the right direction. Now, if you are a new listener to the CPE Today podcast, thank you so much for coming. If you're watching or listening to this on YouTube or Facebook after the fact, just as a reminder, you can earn credits for watching or listening. Head on over to cpetoday.com and use course code MTT2 and you can earn a credit for today's class. And with your purchase, you'll get your CPE certificate, the ability to download a copy of our presentation, ask questions and more. And if you are a new listener, again, thank you so much for coming. How about you get a free class and a free credit on us? Uh, you can make today's class or any other class if you're choosing completely free by using coupon code one free podcast at checkout. And you can make this class or any other class you'd like uh, your your credit for the day. Now we're going to go ahead and get started here. We're going to pick right back up where we left off previously with discussing between Teams, Channel, and Chat. And if you missed episode one, you can go back and listen for free by going to cpetoday.com or searching YouTube, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you have to get contents to check out that first episode. But if you're starting off with this one, stay tuned. You can pick up right here and learn about some of the incredible functions you can do with the Teams functionality inside of Teams.
All right, folks, let's go ahead and get started. All righty, so we're going to pick back up again, talking about some of the differences between a team, channel, and chat. Okay, so as a reminder, okay, uh, you've got these three different things inside of the application, and they serve very similar but distinct purposes. A chat is usually a one-to-one -one thing. I'm chatting with a single colleague or a small group of colleagues versus a team and channel, which is always a group, and it's always public. Uh, chat messages, you can usually assume are relatively private, except for the people who are in it, but everything inside of a team or channel message is always public. So when do you use these three different things? Okay, well, a chat message is where I live most of the time. I'm chatting with Alicia, I'm chatting with Alana or Alex. It's a one-to-one -one type thing. So anytime you want to chat with a single person, you're going to go ahead and just use the chat functionality or even a small group. A team is going to be something that's going to pull people together to ultimately get something done in your organization. It will ultimately include what are called channels. Now, channels are specific topics. In our business, we use channels to represent single clients. So you would go to the Devmatics team inside of our teams, and then you would go to a channel specific to that specific client. So that's how you're ultimately going to use that. And so a channel message can be dedicated to a specific topic, a department, a client, or more. Okay. Now, teams can do a lot of stuff inside of them, and they have a lot of features and functions packed into the uh, team functionality. And, and so uh, we looked through a couple of simple examples of where you could leverage those team functionalities here. But I really want to kind of dive in and show you a few more things that are really kind of useful and uh, helpful. Uh, specifically, what I want to show you is some of the features and functions for managing channels uh, directly. And I'd like to show you some of the cool things you can do with respect to management of um, those channel messages. Now, a couple of favorite things inside of channels that are important to know. First and foremost is that SharePoint integration. Uh, Microsoft SharePoint, which is a fabulous tool for document sharing, collaboration, and more inside your business, is built right into Teams. And when you have a SharePoint site and you have Teams, they are side by side to each other. They are the same for all intents and purposes. And I really think that's cool because SharePoint is a great way of being able to manage and share files with your organization. And if you leverage this correctly, you can use this as your company's share drive. You know, you don't need to have a dedicated computer with a, a share drive inside of it. You can use Microsoft Teams and SharePoint and you can do all of that file sharing right inside of the applications. And what's the benefit of that? Well, the DACA backup, the document sharing and syncing, the collaboration, all of that's taken care of for you. Uh, I like that teams can easily be created as well as channels. We looked at that in our first episode, so we're not going to repeat that uh, section. So check that out in our first episode if you'd like to look at that a little bit more. And I'll also point out that teams can have a unique email address where you can email stuff directly into it. We'll take a look at that here in a minute. And they also can support connectors where you can connect your teams to other external tools. Okay, and so here's a brief summary and breakdown of some of the major functionalities of Teams itself. Now, let's switch over and take a look at Microsoft Teams, and let's look at that Teams and Channels functionality, and I'll show you a few more things that are useful for you to know. Alrighty, so we are here inside of Microsoft Teams, and we can always access the Teams functionality on the left-hand side here. You'll see that little Teams button. 
And if you click that little guy, you'll see a listing of your teams. And this is also a listing of those channels. Okay. Now, the team itself, you should have relatively few teams inside your company. I, I you know, in our company, we've just got one or two, I think. And then you should have lots of channels because it's more easy to manage channels than it is to manage a lot of teams. There's a lot of stuff built into the teams themselves that personally, from my perspective, I, I think I'd rather have fewer teams than and, and have more channels because from a management data flow perspective and everything else, I think it works a little bit better. Okay, a couple of things that you should know with respect to the uh, channels that we didn't get a chance to talk about in our first episode. Okay, so these three little dots, if you click those three little dots, a couple of things pop up here that you should know. Okay, so first off, you can adjust your channel notifications. So if you want to get notified more frequently or less frequently, uh, you, this is where you can go ahead and specify when you'll get pinged when things get added. And this is also going to become in where you can manage that channel, adding people, removing people from that channel as well. Uh, so if I want to change some of the permissions or how messages are posted, depending on the, on the specific needs of that channel, that's how I can do so. Now, another thing that you can also do with this, which is useful, and is going to be the email address as well as the connectors. Okay, so with the email address, what this is going to do is it's going to generate an email that you can use for your company. Okay, and you can use this email address to be able to uh, email back and forth. Well, I shouldn't say back and forth. You can use this email to be able to have people email directly into this channel. And when doing so, what's kind of nifty about this is that that message of whatever it ends up getting done uh, will get sent directly to this channel itself. So I'm going to go ahead and here on my other screen, I'm going to send myself a, uh, I'm going to go ahead and send an email into this channel. We'll see that pop up here in a minute. And if we happen to have some files attached to this, what's kind of cool is that they will get separated into their own um, folder inside of the files section, which is pretty nifty. Uh, what's nice, how I leverage this inside of my organization is really kind of around um, making, um, I kind of use this around for like giving this to a client and saying, hey, this is your, your client specific email for our organization. You know, if you need to send something to us and, you know, you need to send it to the team and it's not a, you know, a specific thing, you know, please go ahead and uh, email this address. Okay. So um, I've just sent an email off here. We should see that pop up here in a minute. And as emails are being sent and being delivered, what you'll end up seeing here is that each of those separate messages will be delivered as their own. And so we can see here uh, that that, uh, uh, at least the first message I sent had come through. We can see this little indicated here with a, an email uh, uh, icon, I guess. Okay. So we should see, I just sent a, an attachment as well. So here you go. This one pops up. This is an email to Teams. We can click this view original email and it'll pop up and it'll show us uh, uh, download the email file if we wanted to open up that in Outlook. And you can also see that there's attachments to this as well. If we click over here to the files section, and inside of this file sections, what you'll notice is for every single month, it'll create a folder for those specific email messages, and it'll include whatever uh, attachments were sent as well as the email file itself, so you can actually see the messages as they come in. So that's kind of cool. Now, as long as we're here under this file section, let me show you something else that's super useful with respect to Teams. Okay, as I mentioned, you can leverage Teams to be your 
company's share drive. Okay, and every channel can be its own folder, and you know it can be set up for projects, for clients, whatever, whatever you choose to do. Okay, now if you are inside of Teams, you'll see that there is this little button that says Sync. Okay, now you could leverage the application and just download and manage your files directly inside of uh, this tool. So, like if I wanted to, for example, upload something to a Teams site, like here's this, I could upload it here. But frankly managing files inside of another application. I mean, that's just more work. Ideally, I want to see things that are inside of Explorer, you know, our native uh, file manager, and or if it was Finder inside of a Mac for that matter. And what you can do with inside of Teams, which is pretty nifty, is with this little sync button, what this will do is that it will send a command to Microsoft OneDrive to say, hey, Steve wants this folder inside of Explorer, and it'll make those files natively available inside of Explorer, inside of your desktop. And so if we click this, and we'll just come back over here to our root folder, and we'll click this, it'll pop up, it'll say, hey, we're syncing files. Oops, you will get a notification here. And uh, let me just go ahead and move. It'll say, hey, you're syncing this. I'm already syncing it, so it's popping up here. Uh, and then now, inside of your computer, You'll notice, you'll notice in uh, Explorer now, you'll have another icon. And so if we come over here and look, you'll see we've got OneDrive. And then we also have a, uh, right above it, it says Devmatics, which is the name of my company. And it's got two little stack buildings. If we click on that, I found this on the web. that's actually a um, the SharePoint site. And we'll actually see here. Debmatics demo, Debmatics demo, Debmatics general, so on and so forth. We actually see those uh, folders being synced between Microsoft Explorer, you know, the actual computer, and SharePoint and Teams. And if we look inside of our demo, sure enough, look at this. These are identical copies with each other. And in doing so, we can now natively access all the files inside of Teams right inside of Explorer and we don't have to go anywhere else. And so it makes it really, really, really effective to be able to manage. And we could pull things in or out really quickly and really easily. So I just added another file over here. And if we just move and come right back in, okay, you'll see that that file, once it syncs with OneDrive, will get picked up as well. And so it'll keep these two things in sync with each other. There you go. So here's that flash fill file and add it. Okay, if you're inside of Teams, you see this little thing with like a uh, little uh, little slashes in the upper left hand corner uh, you'll see that that uh, is a relative that it's there to indicate that it is a new file now as long as we're on the topic of OneDrive a couple things with respect to SharePoint and OneDrive that you should know uh, when you're working with your computer and you're in a OneDrive or SharePoint file you'll get this new column that'll pop up as status okay and you'll notice a couple different options here they're uh, but the two that we're seeing are going to be a cloud icon and a check icon. What that cloud icon indicates is that that particular file or folder uh, is available, but it is not on this specific computer. It is only on the cloud. And uh, at any point, what's kind of nifty about this, I could say, hey, I want to access this file. I can double click this. You'll see it turns into two arrows, you know, kind of overlaid with each other. And it will on-demand download that file to my computer, and I can access that file here, okay? Here's that uh, little arrow-looking thing, okay? And anything with a green check mark means that it's actually on the computer itself, and it's available locally. So if this computer is not connected to the Internet, um, I could still access those files. 
kind of a pro tip here. One of the cool things that you can do if you need to get some more free space on your machine, you can keep things inside of OneDrive but not put them on your computer. Okay, what you can do here is you can right click on a particular file, come on over here where it'll uh, into your right click menu. And you can choose this option that says free up space. And what this will do is it'll delete those files off of your computer. And you'll see it's now turned into that little blue cloud uh, icon. And it's still available. You can get it at any point, uh, but it's solely available either on your other devices or in the cloud. Okay. And alternatively, we could right click on something and we could choose to always keep on this device. Uh, and it will download all those files and it will keep them on your computer as well. Now, I tend to use this a lot on my mobile devices, especially like a laptop. And in doing so, you know, I can free up space as needed and I don't have to keep every single thing on my computer. And this is one of my killer features of OneDrive and SharePoint. This is one of the main reasons why I love it. And you'll see here it's now got practically all these files on this computer. So that's something really kind of cool you could do with uh, OneDrive and SharePoint inside of Teams. It'll keep these things side by uh, in sync with each other. Some other kind of cool, useful things inside of here. If it's in Teams, it's in the cloud, it's on your other devices. You can instantly share this with other people. Uh, so if you wanted to, you can inside of um, your OneDrive folder or inside of Teams, uh, you could right click on these files and you can share them uh, pretty easily using OneDrive, which is pretty, uh, pretty nice. It'll generate a link that you could then send to other, uh, other people. Uh, you can also, inside of this, click on Open in SharePoint and it will open your internet browser here. And it'll take you directly to where the files are stored inside of SharePoint. So if you want to see them on the web, you can do so. And you can also access, access that little share link right here. Okay, so something you could do um, right inside, and you can also click that go to channel, and it'll take you right back to Teams and take you to right where that channel is. So the share file and the file sharing and OneDrive, I mean, it is just killer with respect to how this is set up. Now, another thing inside of Teams that you should be familiar with is our, up top here are the other, um, let's call them tabs that you can have inside of uh inside of a channel okay and what those little tabs do is that they can be specific functions uh, so we have a tab for example for a post that'll show us our posts listed here we can see our tab for files these are available by default okay and you can create other ones too so i can create like a wiki so if i wanted to for example create and store some information about my clients maybe a summary i can create a little page to store that information and we can also create other things too. So maybe I'll, for example, a SharePoint list. A SharePoint list is kind of like a structured worksheet uh, where there's a little bit more rigidity compared to just a normal Excel workbook. And it's kind of like a quasi database in such a way. So I could set up a SharePoint list. I can even map in an Excel file if I want, although it looks like this particular file has been, uh, has been moved. And we can click this little plus icon and we can add other tabs to this as well. And there's a wealth of third-party tools that are available from lots of different companies, from Microsoft itself, from Zoho, from you name it. There's lots of different companies that have these tools. And you, the idea is you can kind of like group together the functions you need to manage that one channel in one place. Now, one of the other things that you can do with this is you can use what are called connectors. And let me just go ahead and add a, one more channel here. Uh, and in this way, 
I've added my uh, our for our company a support channel, and what the support channel does is it is where notifications are sent when services are offline. So it'll tell me if something's on or off, and it's useful so that you know everybody in our company can essentially know that uh, um, you know if a service goes offline, we say, we get a notification for it. If you click on a channel and you go to these little three dots, you choose connectors. You can add different connectors to connect this channel to other stuff. You know, so for example, here we've got some webhooks set. Uh, you could, for example, map in an RSS feed. You could map in Google Analytics. Lots of different third-party tools that are going to be supported inside of here. You know, and this essentially allows you to hook up your your um, team or your channel to that third-party service. So if it's something like a form or it's something like uh, Jira, uh, which is a software development tool or Creative Cloud or more, uh, really all you really have to do with this is just to click the thing, add, and it will add this to this particular channel. And then notifications from that specific channel, in this case, let's say Axure Cloud, will be sent. And uh, it makes it really easy to be able to kind of centralize your communications into one spot. So, Pretty cool. Let's go ahead and have a review question. What's the main difference between a chat and a Teams channel? Okay. So chat messages cannot be sent to a group. Nope, that is not the correct answer. Uh, you can only send files through channel messages. Nope. You could send your chat, you could send files pretty much anywhere throughout the application. Uh, teams and channels are a premium feature and not included in the standard feature. Nope, not at all. Okay, your correct answer here is going to be that teams and channel messages are always public to other group members. So that's your correct answer uh, and the big distinguishing factor. If it's chat, you can consider it relatively private. If it is a team or channel message, you should consider that public. All right, the next feature that we're going to talk about here are going to be meetings and video calling, okay? So a main critical feature of Teams itself is the ability to be able to make and receive, you know, conferences with people, calls with people. And you could do um, a lot of different styles just depending on what the specific needs are, and you can mix and match as needed. And you can also turn things off or on as the conversation is moving forward. Uh, so meetings at Teams include audio. They can include video. And they include screen sharing. And you could just call people and just listen. You can video chat with people. You can video chat and screen share. You can audio chat and screen share. Uh, whatever you choose to do. you know. And they're a critical way of being able to collaborate inside of Teams. This is like main functionality inside of it. Uh, you don't need to be a member of an organization. So you don't have to have like a, a Teams account to be able to participate in a Teams meeting. Um, you know, I, for example, can set up a, a meeting, send it to somebody outside of my organization, and then they can join and be able to communicate like anything else. I mean, there's nothing requiring them to have a Teams account or be part of our organization to be able to communicate. Uh, and that's one of the really nice things about it. And in a lot of ways, replaces your need to have an additional tool like Zoom, for that matter, to be able to just talk with people outside your company. Teams can work both internally as well as externally. Assuming you've got the correct permissions and security procedures set up at the high level inside of Teams. So if you want to meet with somebody outside the company, all you have to do is generate a meeting request, send it to them. It will include the connection information. They can just call in. 
Uh, you can join a Teams meeting from a link. You can join it from a calendar invitation. It can be ad hoc in a chat message, just like click and go, which we'll, we'll do today. You could set it up as a channel where you can all meet in one channel. It makes it easy, if you, especially for large meetings needing to gather people together. Meetings can be one-on-one with a single colleague, or they can be a group conversation with multiple people. And you can even use a traditional call-in phone number. So if you uh, want to call in, you can do so. But just be aware you're going to need to have the telephony services on your account to be able to do so. So uh, by default, phone call-in information, like you know, calling in on a physical phone, um, you have to pay additional for that. It requires a telephony um, account to be able to do so. Now, I would say out of all the services, Zoom included, I mean, I think Teams has the best video. It is up to 1080p, so high definition, looks good, and it's a tool that we use often for a lot of our conferencing and recording and high-value events. We use Teams just because it's really nice. So here are some of my favorite meeting functions. Uh, So I love the screen sharing capability. I love the fact I can just like instantly screen share. The other person can screen share. And I love the fact that I can even request permission to control another person's computer. So often I'll be meeting with somebody and I want to like show them something or, I, you know, I, you know, here's a common thing. Somebody will call and say, hey, I'm having a problem with Excel. Can you help me? You know, what's great is we can screen share and then I can like do the formula or I can show them or at least point them in the right direction. Uh, but the screen sharing is high quality. It's easy. One click, you're screen sharing. You can do virtual backgrounds. So virtual backgrounds like I have here, uh, if you're not in a professional setting, you know, you can change your background. You can just blur it or you can choose to, you know, make it a beach or a library, whatever you choose to do, uh, which is nice, especially if you're in a, you know, you're working from home and you're on your kitchen table for as an example. Uh, You can have a meeting and chat at the same time. So this is useful when you're trying to share links with people or files. Often I'm talking with my business partner and we're talking back and forth and I'll just drop a file to them or I'll say, hey, go check this place out and I'll drop a link. So you can have like kind of a scratch pad while you're talking with folks. You can easily add additional people to your meeting and turn it into a group conversation. So like earlier today, I was I was chatting with a K2 colleague and I needed to call in one of my staff members. And in one click, I can add them to the conversation. We're all talking with each other. Pretty cool. And you can also record and transcribe your meeting if you need to keep a record of that conversation. So the recording on this is pretty easy and it's just something you have to do and you just use it as needed. So let's go ahead and have a conversation and take a look at some of our um, meeting functionality that we can do inside of Teams. Alrighty, so we're here in the Teams application and just to draw your attention again, the meeting and screen sharing capabilities are really kind of everywhere. Um, All throughout the application, they're always gonna be available in the same place, upper right-hand corner. Uh, In this case, I'm on a virtual machine here, so it doesn't have a webcam attached to it. Uh, but you can see here we can initiate a, a phone call, an audio, a, an audio call. We can also screen share uh, through one click. And if we had a group meeting here, it would call all people at the same time when I click this little button. We can come over here to our Teams. Same thing. You'll see that uh, we also have those buttons here in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, in this case, we can initiate a video call. And there we go. So, uh, And it will call all the people who are part of that specific channel. Okay. We can also come down here to the calls section as well. We can see a summary of our existing phone calls as we connect to people. We can just call a person here if we wanted to. 
But uh, most of the time, I'm usually in the chat section. I'll usually, and this is best practice. This is good etiquette. I want you to get in the habit of this. When you're going to start a phone conversation or call a person, it's best to send them a message ahead of time. Hey, how are you today? Could we talk on the phone for a moment? Okay. I personally always recommend this. I don't like when people just, you know, instantly call me. Um, I like to have a, just a brief conversation, make sure I'm free there, free kind of a thing. And so once I'm ready for this, in the upper right-hand corner, I can, in one click, uh, start a video call, an audio call, or I could start the screen share. And so we'll just call Alicia here. I don't have uh, speakers on this machine. That's okay. And uh, she doesn't, uh, we don't need to actually have a conversation here. And so in one click, I can go ahead and start a conversation and, and she can see and she could wave. And if I had my camera on, she could see me and that would be very easy for us to be able to communicate. Now, some of the features inside of the meeting functionality that you should be familiar with uh, from left to right. If we click the little people icon here, we can see the people in this. And if I wanted to invite, you know, for example, somebody else into our meeting, I could go ahead and just type their name and they'll pop up. So if I wanted to type and bring in Alana, one click, I could add her, which is fantastic. Uh, we still have access to our full chat, everything that we have been doing. So if I wanted to, as an example, as I'm talking with Alicia, and this happens all the time, uh, we'll be talking about something and I'll need to send a file to her. So I can just drag and drop and send a file uh, instantly and, and send it directly over to her. Uh, or I could send her a link and she can get that link directly in. So we'll be talking with each other and that's just what we'll do. So that chat functionality is fantastic. Uh, I can also screen share and she could screen share too. If I click this little share button, this will pop up and it will show me a couple of different options. I can share my whole screen if I wanted to, or I could share just a specific application window. I can include my audio from my computer or not, okay? So if we wanted to, we could, for example, come on over here and just share one thing, or we could share the whole screen itself, and uh, she'll go down here into the corner, okay? And we can continue to have the conversation. She's sharing my screen at the same time. I could even give her control and uh, she now can move the mouse around and be able to uh, work with my machine. So I can see her, her little mouse there moving around. Uh, and she could you know, interact with my computer as needed. Okay. So I can kill the screen share at any point. Okay. That'll also give up the ability for her to be able to, com uh, to control my computer. And yeah, that's essentially what uh, what we can do here. Now we could choose other stuff too. We could share from PowerPoint. We could share specific files. Uh, we could do different types of video overlays. So I can, for example, uh, share different different views. Think of them, you know, of how I want to share my screen, which is pretty nice. Now from the more section over here, a couple of things that we can do that are useful. Okay, uh, so. I can, for example, record the call if I want to. At the moment, I've got that disabled, but I can. Uh, I can also turn on live captions, which is pretty nifty, so that if Alicia uh, talks or I talk, uh, it'll actually give us a transcription of what the other person is saying, which is pretty cool. And that's just a feature you just need to enable if you need so. Okay. Now, I can also uh, put her on hold. So if I need to go do something and come back to this in a minute, I can. And I could also transfer the call as needed. 
Okay. So I could, for example, transfer it to somebody else inside of my organization. So if it's a customer service type thing and I'm not the right person, I can go ahead and I could transfer the call to somebody else inside the company and uh, they can, they can uh, work with her. So these are just a few of the meeting functionalities that I find quite useful. And, you know, I would say above and beyond um, just being able to chat with people, being able to instantly uh, click and start a meeting with that person, be able to screen share with that person and it look good, act good and be easy. I mean, that's just the killer feature. So we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to Alicia and thank her for her time and talk about a couple of other Teams features. All right. See you later. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about our next feature inside of Teams. So the I just want to make you kind of aware with respect to some of the cool things that you can do inside of um, outside of a, just a normal meeting, uh, which are going to be live events and webinars. Okay, so live events are an extension of Microsoft Teams. There's something you can do on top of Teams that allow you to be able to schedule in advance and produce live events that could stream to large audiences. Um, so if you need to do a big event, you can do it right inside of Teams as well. And there's some differences between a normal meeting and a live event. Normal meetings often, again, are, are either one-to-one -one or one-to-few. There's often screen sharing, a lot of back and forth among participants, discussions, so on and so forth. Webinars and live events, on the other hand, are more controlled. Uh, there's going to be, for example, a host, somebody who's presenting, and then a bunch of participants. And with the participants, you can, for example, mute their mics so they can't have people talking on top of each other. You can prevent people from screen sharing, you know, but if you've ever attended like a webinar or, or an event like this, you know, like this training event, you need to have a little bit more control over it. And so with the live event webinar functionality, uh, one or several people, the presenters can come together, share their ideas, provide a training to the audience and to the attendees. And it's going to be a more controlled experience. You can do polls, you can distribute files. It's pretty nifty. Uh, so just, again, making you aware, you can use this for your training events for your organization as well. So something pretty useful to, to know. Now, the next feature I want to talk about inside of Teams is real-time collaboration. So real-time collaboration inside of Teams is fantastic because it gives you the ability to be able to have people work on a document together. Um, and you can have a single Excel file, a Word file, a PowerPoint presentation, and all the people uh, in your business can be collaborating on that document together. And it allows for uninterrupted internet, uh, I'm sorry, uninterrupted access to that file. So it's not like I have to email something to somebody and, um, you know, then they work on it, send it back to me, and then have to merge those changes together. We all have uninterrupted ability to be able to access that file altogether. Uh, it really just requires internet connectivity and, and having access to the file inside of Teams or SharePoint and you can work together. Um, so it's pretty nifty. Now there's a lot of collaboration features inside of Teams we've already talked about like screen sharing, instant messaging and more. Um, but there's other types of collaboration tools that you should be familiar with. Okay. There's the document sharing and editing. Okay. There's also these online whiteboards that you can do as well. Uh, that are pretty nifty to be able to do. But the one I really want to talk about today is going to be the uh, co-editing, okay? And the ability to be able to work with PowerPoint, Excel, Word, side by side, okay? And so 
Teams and SharePoint have seamless integration with the rest of the Microsoft ecosystem of products, including Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and more. Uh, pretty much the entire applications are supported in this environment where you can everybody can be working on the file simultaneously with each other, uh, writing a document together, working on a spreadsheet together. You know, and you could have people on Macs, PCs, mobile devices, and more. Uh, so it gives you super easy access into the files, into all the requirements to be able to communicate. It gives you the flexibility to be able to work from any device and from anywhere. From a company's perspective, what's great is it gives you the security and oversight to really be able to leverage these files correctly and ensure that they're private and confidential. And it's just a super easy way to do this. I mean, it's just going to reduce the amount of effort and um, work that you have to do to collaborate in on documents and everything's going to be, you know, real time. So the benefits of this, I mean, they're pretty, pretty obvious here. Okay. What are the benefits? I mean, you get better engagement from your staff, increased efficiency and productivity. You know, people are going to be able to work and, and collaborate easily. Um, you know, it's going to make your workflows easier. I think it could even improve morale and job satisfaction because you're not going to have as much headache of having to work. Uh, staff can contribute anywhere in the world. You have the ability to be able to connect with employees, clients, and more all in a single document. It's not going to require any additional licensing fees because it's already built into uh, into the licensing to begin with. So it's it's great. I mean, it's just something that you could choose to do and work on. Uh, and you can all work on it together. Let's go take a look at how we can do some of this co-editing work. Okay, so we're inside of Teams and we are in the Debmatics team, the demo team, and we've got our real-time collaboration document. And you'll notice we've got some Excel workbooks, some PowerPoint workbooks in here as well. And <clears throat> what we can do with this, let's go ahead and remove that here, is that we can edit this document directly inside of Teams. Okay, so if we wanted to, we can use Word straight inside of Teams as well. But what's really nice is that as great as it was working inside of Teams, I really prefer to work on this inside of Word. And so what's nice is this will directly open inside of Word if you choose to do so. Now, once this document is, uh, is here, um, one of the big considerations that you have to have to make this work effectively is it has to be shared from OneDrive or uh, SharePoint. So that's one of the big caveats. So it's got to be in Teams or it's got to be in SharePoint for you to be able to access it. But once it is, anybody in your company can come over here to the uh, Teams section, to this correct channel, to that correct document, and they can go ahead and get into it. Okay. They can also, for example, you can create a shared link and you could send it out to other people. So let's maybe grab uh, that link here and we're going to send it over to Alicia and we'll see if she can open this up. And once that's there, we can actually both be in this document side by side, which is pretty nifty. So I can go ahead and I can start to create this document. And so I'm going to type in, hello. Okay. And I can start to write this. And you'll notice that Alicia is now in this account, too. If I come up here into the upper right-hand corner, we'll see her little avatar-looking guy. And from that little avatar, we know that she's in the document as well. And she can write something if she wanted to. And, and uh, she could uh, work on this document as well. So we could see uh, it says Alicia Yas is here. And she can go ahead and write a couple sentences.
Okay, and as we start to work on this, as we start to uh, collaborate on this document together in real time, she'll see where I'm at, I'll see where she's at, and vice versa. And uh, we both can um, be in this at the same time, which is pretty cool. And if we had a third person, if we had a fourth person, if we had a fifth person, you'd see those people pop up in here as, as well. Okay, so we can actually see Alicia starting to write a little bit, which is kind of cool. Okay. So if I came in here, I'm here on my other account as well. Okay, so we see now another person's in here. We'll start to see these little pointers uh, for different colors for the different people who are working on this document. Okay, so pretty cool with respect to what you can do. This works totally for uh, Excel and PowerPoint as well. Now, as I mentioned, that Teams can also um, support telephony, traditional telephony. So if you wanted to be able to use it as a desktop phone, you know, being able to make and receive phone calls to traditional landlines or mobile devices, you could totally do that inside of Teams as well. It does require an additional subscription, um, but it's pretty price affordable, and it's certainly cheaper than getting a full-blown phone system for your company. Uh, so you can use and eliminate your desktop phone and just use Teams as your existing you know, phone. And that's what our company does. And it's fantastic because, you know, we sell the traditional phone number you can call and it calls directly through uh, Teams itself. And if you want a desktop phone, there are some specific team phones still available or not still, they are available and they integrate directly with your Teams account as well. But you can use Teams as a full-blown, what we call PBX or private branch exchange, like a full-blown phone system with voice prompts and, you know, calling groups and more. I mean, there really is no end to what you can use Teams for. All right, folks, let's go ahead and have our next review question. Which Microsoft Office productivity application does not support real-time collaboration inside of Teams? Is it Microsoft Word? No. Totally supported inside of Teams. Is it Excel? No way. Totally supported. You can collaborate on a spreadsheet together very easily. Is it PowerPoint? Nope. PowerPoint fully supported in Teams as well. Correct answer here is going to be Outlook. So Outlook is the only thing not supported uh, in the sense that you can't collaborate on an Outlook together. Uh, there's other ways to collaborate via Outlook, but that's not... Uh, that's not through the traditional purview of what we would say real-time collaboration would be. It's not the it's not the intention. All right, so our last section that we're going to try to cover today are going to be the hidden features of Teams. Some of the things that I think are are really kind of cool and useful to know that um, I think can add a lot of value, but are not let's say um, marquee features of the application that most people are aware of. These are some of the things I think are kind of below the fold, but um, really are useful to know about. So first thing I want to talk about is setting your auto auto away message, your auto office message. So let's say you're going to go on a vacation sometime soon, hopefully soon, and you want to set a away message. Well, one of the cool things is that Teams uh, supports this. You can set your auto away message or your vacation auto responder inside of Teams, and it'll let people know that you're out of the office. Okay, well, plenty of applications have these auto away things, including Microsoft Outlook. What's cool, though, is, is that if you set your auto away message, your out of office message inside of Teams, it will push over to Outlook, but not vice versa. So if you set it in Teams, it'll be supported in Outlook. But if you don't set it in Outlook, if you set it in Outlook, but not in Teams, well, then you're going to end up having to set it to both places. 
Now to set this up is really simple and easy. You just do it inside of the settings and the next time you're gonna go on vacation, just set it and it will tell people you're out of the office. Let's go ahead and take a look at how that works. So inside of Teams, we're gonna come over here to the little three dots in the upper right hand corner. Okay, and this is where you're gonna access your settings inside of Teams. And so we're gonna go ahead and select this and we're gonna choose settings. And from the general section, if you scroll all the way down here to the bottom, this is where you're gonna find your out of office, okay? And if we go ahead and select this schedule, this is where we can go ahead and turn on auto uh, replies. So I can go ahead and say, I'm sorry. Okay. And so I could say, go ahead and send this to people outside of my business or not. If I choose this, it'll only send it to people internally. But if I enable this option, it'll go ahead and send it to uh, external folks that might hit me up on Teams as well. And I can go ahead and also limit this. So I can say, you know what? I'm just out of the office today. I'll be back tomorrow. And if I click save here, okay, so now we're out of the office. Uh, it will automatically update my presence, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Uh, but if anybody happens to send me a message, then they will get this autoresponder saying, hey, sorry, Steve, uh, or in this case, Johnny Demo is not here. Okay, so my other account here, I went ahead and pinged it, but uh, you can't see this in my other screen. It sent me a little message saying, hey, uh, Johnny's out of the office. Don't expect a reply. Okay, so kind of cool in terms of what you can do. And if you set this also here in Teams, again, the kicker is it's also going to set your autoresponder for email too. Now, while we're talking about being out of the office, another really useful thing to know is going to be presence. Okay, now presence... Presence detection inside of Teams is a way for you to be able to indicate status and availability. Um, and this is something that will be presented to other people uh, so that they know if you're free, if you're busy, if you're out of the office, so on and so forth. Uh, so, I mean, think about the fact of distributed labor, you know, like myself, I'm here in Los Angeles. Uh, my partner is in Oregon. Obviously, I can't just walk around the corner and see if he's in his office. Uh, we use the presence detection though to determine if hey if you're free available then you know if you're not okay you know uh, but teams will support a wide range of different statuses from uh, available busy do not disturb and more i'll talk about those here in a minute and uh, what's really kind of cool is that it will auto determine whether or not you're free busy or available um, and if you are, for example, in a meeting, it will automatically change your status so people know that you're in a meeting and not to call you. And you can also override this at any point uh, if you need to. So if you need to override your status to you know, say, hey, I'm not available, it can go ahead and do so. And statuses will also be sent to other people if they message you. So they get a sense of like, hey, Steve's out of the office, he's busy, something else like that. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at some of the statuses and I'll show you how you can change your presence. So what status should you be using? Well, there are a couple of big ones here. You got your available. This is the default status. If you don't have anything in your calendar, like no meetings, if you're not talking to somebody on a Teams call or more, it shows you as green. It shows you as available. You have the busy status. This is when you want to focus on something. You don't want notifications to pop up if you're in a meeting or call. Teams will automatically change your status to in a meeting busy. So um, you won't get bugged 
you know, like messages will be suppressed and you'll get them when you get out of your meeting. You can also set uh, do not disturb. And it's basically just a uh, very similar to busy, but it's a uh, it's got a few more restrictions as relates to it. You can also do be right back, BRB. Hey, I'm temporarily away. I'll, I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back whenever. You can also be away, which means, you know, if your computer's locked, it'll show yellow, just basically saying, hey, Steve's not in front of his desk right now. And you can also do a peer offline, which will show you that you're not signed into Teams. So, I mean, it really looks like you're not signed in at all, and nobody will be able to get a hold of you. Let me show you where you set these status. Okay, so we're back here in Teams, and in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see our little avatar-looking guy for Johnny Demo. And if we click this little guy right here, you can see his status is currently set to uh, out of the office. But if we go above this, you'll see under the available, okay, you'll see that he's got a little green check mark indicating that he is currently available. But if we wanted to change our status, we could go ahead and do so. So we can be available, we can be busy, we can be do not disturb, be right back anyone that we choose and if we go red here uh, it'll show that uh, he's not available and and uh, he is not uh, able to speak at the moment let me just go ahead and clear my let me clear my uh, our away message let's go ahead and turn that off there we go and let's try that one more time oh come on settings all right, and oh, I forgot to hit save. That's why. Duh. Okay, cool. And if we come on over here, well, I guess maybe it doesn't want to change it. But uh, normally, this would be where we could just go ahead and select and choose a different status. But uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't want to let go of my autoresponder. Not a big deal. You should just know that this is where you can set it. You can also set a status message. So if you want to um, send a message for something or they can at least see your status like hey I'm off site working at a client something like that you can go ahead and say um, you know you could indicate whatever your uh, whatever your status is and you can also indicate how long that status should be I've used this when I want to focus on something or if I'm working out of your office just to let people know I'm not available okay now other things you could see over here like uh, for example here's my other account Here's Steve, uh, and you'll notice that he has red, indicating he is busy, as I am at the moment teaching and working with you. So if I send him a message as an example here, um, it can warn him, you know, saying that, hey, Steve is do not disturb. He is not available and uh, don't expect a reply. So here we'll go ahead and do our do not disturb. Okay. And so uh, that's a way that you can essentially, you know, kind of, kind of keep, uh, keep, uh, keep people in the know in terms of what your availability is. Okay. So something kind of cool that you can use. Now, the next hidden feature that I want you to be familiar with is going to be the visual appearances of Teams. Okay. So uh, by default, Teams is a, um, uh, it's going to be in called light mode. It's also going to be in what they call cozy mode or sorry, not cozy mode, but uh, standard mode for your messages. Uh, and these are the visual appearances of how things look inside the application. You should know though, like you can change the light mode to dark mode. You can change the standard uh, message um, spacing to what they call cozy mode, which is going to allow you to see more messages at the same, in the same amount of space. 
so you can control like the density of the messages as well as the look and feel of the application uh, through the settings panel. Now, personally, I'm a big fan of dark mode. Uh, dark mode, I think it's easier to read, easier to work with. I also like having the um, compact, sorry, I was saying cozy, it's comfy and confat, compact, so I can see more stuff and there's less space on the screen itself. So uh, something you can kind of do, which is pretty nifty to make the application a little bit more um, to your likings, okay? So how do you do this? Really simply, uh, just go into the settings and make those changes. Let's take a look. So we're gonna come over here to our three dots in the upper right. And from the upper right, we're gonna go ahead and choose settings. And then from here, we can go ahead and choose dark mode, okay? And then we can also go into the comfy mode or the compact mode. Uh, and that's going to change the density of these messages. So you'll see here it's uh, pretty spread out. And if we come over here and then choose instead of comfy, we go with compact. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more in line with each other. So uh, I personally on my normal computer, uh, not, not demonstrating or teaching, I like the dark mode. But I think the default mode is a little bit easier to see when I'm teaching the application. But most of the time I'm in that dark mode on my computer. So something for you to know. Okay, so the next tool I want you to know, uh, and there's actually uh, a couple things here, and I'm gonna talk about them and then I'll show you what they can do. They kind of go hand in hand with each other. Are going to be leveraging this guy up here, the search box, okay? Now I talked about this a little bit ago and let's let's expand upon this. I talked about in the first episode how to how you could use these commands. And let's talk about searching and using the commands inside the application because they're actually really, really powerful. So up there in that search bar, even though it says find, it's actually a, a, a prompt where you can enter commands to have teams do things on your behalf, okay? Now commands or slash commands are shortcuts for, for performing everyday tasks inside of Teams. You can use this to update your status, you can go to specific channels, you can find recent files, and more. Uh, when you're up in that taskbar, all you have to do is hit the forward slash, and then you can see a list of commands, and in one click, basically, or scrolling down and, and selecting the item you want and hitting enter, uh, it'll do that command for you. And there are a ton of different commands that you could choose to use inside of Teams. Like, so for example, doing forward slash available will change your status to available, so you don't actually have to go to the, the menu to do that. Uh, you can do forward slash unread to see all your unread messages. You can do forward slash DMD to change your status to do not disturb. You can do forward slash test call to check to see if your audio and everything's working correctly uh, and more. And you can also do forward slash call to call a specific person inside your company. Now, you can also do something inside of here that's useful too, which is searching inside of Teams. Finding messages and everything is really simple. So if you don't do a slash command, you can just search for stuff inside of Teams there as well. And you could search for a message, you could search for a specific person, you could search for uh, a specific channel, a file, whatever, you know, and it'll search through pretty much everything inside the application. And it's a really great way of being able to find messages, people, and files right inside the, the term, uh, right inside the application. Now, Teams also supports what's called KQL, Keyword Query Language. Uh, and KQL allows you to be able to kind of narrow your messaging or your search down to a specific person, a specific message, a specific channel. You can even search with wildcards. So one of the things I like to use quite often is to use the 
um, expression from colon and then the person's name. And then I can narrow down a search to a specific person or um, that I'm, I'm looking for. And so I can, it'll only search the threaded conversation for that specific uh, person. And so making uh, makes it really easy to be able to find things inside the application. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. Okay, so we're in here, and the first thing I want to show you, hit Control-F. That's going to go ahead and bring this up, and I can then do something inside the application. So if I did forward slash available as an example here, you'll see it instantly changes my status to being available. If we did forward slash DND like this, you'll see it says change status to do not disturb, and it will change my status. So your status is set to do not disturb. You'll only get notifications from urgent messages. And if I wanted to, we can go ahead and go back to available. Now we can also come up here and we can do activity. And what this is going to show is like show my activity with a specific person. So it'll take me to the activity tabs for Alicia. And I can see all the different things that she and I have interacted with and done uh, while we have been uh, communicating and working with each other. It'll show us over time. Uh, we can for, do, for example, that forward slash test call. Okay, it will call out to Teams, and we can go ahead and do a test call to see if our computer speakers are working correctly. Okay, and it'll give you the results, which is pretty cool. Okay, we can do forward slash files, and it will search through SharePoint and show me the different files that are available. So you can do that pretty cool and pretty easily. Now, I can also just use this up here to search for stuff. So if I type in, uh, you know, for example, um, if I were to use that KQL language, I could, for example, put in from and then the person's name. So we can do from, let's try that one more time, from, and let's just say Alicia as our example here. Uh, it will take me to Alicia and then I could search just within this message of her. So if I wanted to go and find, for example, Excel files, I could type in .xlsx and it'll show me all the messages and all of the files uh, related to that particular search query. So you can search for specific people. You can search within a specific thread. Uh, so if I'm in here with Alicia, another quicker way of doing this, I can just hit Control F, and it'll just search within this one thread as well. So in this particular instance, it'll show me the different results of our conversation. I can search up. So finding things inside the application are really simple. Um, and that's something I do quite often. Another quick way to find files, by the way, too, if you're not searching, if you go into that specific chat message, just remember you've got that uh, the files tab that'll pop up here as well, and you can just look in that way. So just be aware you've got these slash commands. Those slash commands will do a variety of different tasks automatically for you. And you can also search all from that same place. So lots of features and functions around just automation and finding. I mean, it's really great. All right, the last hidden feature uh, that I want you to know of is transferring calls. So we already showed you transferring from yourself to another person, but you should also know you can actually transfer a call to yourself. Uh, often what I'll end up doing is I'll, I'll start a conversation in the car talking to my partner or Alicia, and then I'll get to my desk and I can transfer the call to myself. Basically, I can say transfer to the desktop and I can resume the phone call on my desktop. Or uh, this happened to me the other day. I needed to run out to go do an errand. I was talking to some, I was talking to Alicia and I just transferred the call from the desktop right to my mobile. And you pick up right where you left off and it's simple, fast, and efficient.
and you can go desktop to mobile, mobile to desktop really quickly and easily. So just be aware that you can access almost everything from your phone and it's the same features and functions and you can even transfer a phone call from one to the other and keep moving uh, if that's what you need to do. Let's go ahead and have our final review question. Which of the following is an example of that keyword query language search inside of Teams? Okay, so uh, I talked about one here and so uh, you could use that from person's name. So if you wanted to search for uh, a specific person, you can do that pretty easily. You can also search in specific things. So if you wanted to search in a channel, in a group, you can use the in colon and search just within that uh, specific thing if you wanted to in that specific channel or group. You could also search for a specific subject line using the subject colon, and that will find that uh, specific subject that you're looking for. So that'll work as well. So the correct answer here is all of the above are examples of KQL searches. Alrighty, folks. Well, that does bring us to the end of our presentation for today. And so today what we did was we took a deeper dive on the Teams and Channels functionality, taking a look at how that works, uh, including how we could leverage this for our share file needs and sharing documents and, and things through SharePoint through Teams and being able to access those files across our whole company, even if we're not in the same geographic place. Uh, we also looked at, at some of the really kind of cool features of SharePoint integration with your OneDrive account on your computer to be able to have it look and feel just like every other file on your computer, but you're interacting with files directly on Teams. Super useful. Uh, we looked at some of the meeting and video calling functionality, you know, screen sharing, audio conferencing, and more. Uh, we looked at uh, some of the collaboration features inside of Teams, being able to co-author and work on an Excel file, a Word file simultaneously. And I also showed you some of the hidden features, the autoresponders, the user presence detection, adjusting the visual appearance, searching, and more. Now, in our third episode of this, we're going to take a look at some of the third-party tools um, that you can add on to Teams. I'll show you some things like from Adobe, from uh, um, Adobe Sign, Adobe Acrobat, DC. We'll take a look at some of the automation procedures using Power Automate, as well as the approval process and some ways that you can gain better efficiency and effectiveness uh, and speed using Teams inside your app, inside of your company as well. Uh, and hopefully you'll learn how to really kind of leverage this tool really successfully for your organization. Now, as a reminder to you, you can earn credits for watching or listening. If you made it to the end of our presentation to the day, thank you so much for being here. How about you get some credits for your, um, for your watching and keep your CPA license up to date. Head on over to cpetoday.com. You're going to use course code MTT2 and uh, you'll find our class. You'll take a short five-question quiz and you'll earn a credit for participating. And you can also ask questions, download a copy of the presentation and more. And if you are a new subscriber, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. How about you get this class or any other class if you're choosing for free by using one free podcast at checkout. Um, and you can try our service out and see if you like it. If you enjoy our content, please consider connecting with us on social media. A like or a subscribe goes a long way and we'd love to hear from you and, and hear what uh, type of content you would like. Uh, for us to produce. You can connect with us on virtually every social media as CPE Today, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. And you can always 
attend our podcast live in person. Uh, sorry, live online uh, twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. But if you can't catch our podcast when we're presenting it live, you can get it wherever you happen to get content, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and more. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe. Every subscriber helps us find a new audience. Thank you so much for your time and attention today. It is always a pleasure to bring this new material to you. And hopefully you're going to find some great ways of using Teams inside your company. Thank you so much for your time and attention. I look forward to seeing you back in the office soon. Best wishes and good luck to you.